Connecting with others is an important aspect to life, but when these connections are shallow, they can leave you feeling empty. On the other hand, if other kinds of connections make you overly reliant on people, you will likely burn them out and burn the connection. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a woman who was longing for a deeper, fulfilling connection. But she always turned to others and eventually to substances to fill her empty void. Eventually, her life crumbled apart because of the things she ran to for solace. We'll get into that and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Dawn Dolph. I was just getting ready to make us some dinner. I'm not hungry. What's wrong, Dawn? I'm just... I, I thought you'd be happy. We're back together again. I am. I'm... I'm just not happy with my second job. <sighs> I'm sure stripping is not exactly fulfilling. But I've made a lot of money. And paid a big price. I get sick thinking of all those guys looking at you. Will you please just... Quit. I know, Alan. I, I just don't have much of a choice. Plus... I won't be working there much longer. Great. I mean, what do you need all that money for anyway? We both have day jobs. Oh, I'm going to need the money. Especially now. Why? What do you- I'm pregnant. Really? That's- that's fantastic! And obviously I won't be able to work at the club once I start showing. And- and you shouldn't. We'll make ends meet somehow. Well, I have to tell you, it's not your problem. What do you mean, hon? It's somebody else's baby. The woman in our story grew up in a household where she had more than many others. A mother and father who loved each other and provided for all her physical needs. One thing was missing, though. The emotional support she craved. When she turned to others to seek validation, she wound up feeling worse than before. You'll hear more about it as we bring you the true story of Dawn Doff, right now on Unshackled. Children often take after their parents. When I think about my rocky life, it's hard to believe I started out in such a stable home. My mom was 18 and my dad was 22 when they got married, and they seemed happy with their simple life. A shoemaker by trade, dad moved our family to Lewistown, Idaho to operate a repair shop. My mom stayed home with my sister and me. We attended private schools until ninth grade. After that, I transferred to a public high school. Having lived a sheltered life until then, my new school came as quite a shock. Hey, new girl. Good morning. Good morning. Why are you so formal? Too good for us? Uh, no, I just... Oh, look at that dress. What are you, a Bible salesman? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my parents don't let me wear miniskirts. So what? Bring a change of clothes like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. duh. Mm. But I... That's enough, Jen. Leave her alone. Why? Do you like her or something? Uh, maybe I do. Ooh. 
Um, really? Sure. I like your dress. I like old-fashioned girls. Oh, thank you. I bet you have a wild side, though. Wanna go for a bike ride after school? My father worked six days a week at his shoe repair store and was a loving dad and good provider. Still, I had an emotional neediness that craved validation from the new guys I met at school. And I did just about anything to get their attention. What do you think, Dawn? This is some bike. I was expecting a three-speed. Exciting, right? What if I fall off? That won't happen. Hold on tighter to my waist. That's it. Um, there's a train coming down the tracks up ahead. Uh, what are you waiting for? Put on the brakes! Stop! The young man on the motorcycle had been drinking before our evening joyride, and we narrowly missed colliding with a train. That's when my parents decided to make a serious change in my life. Dawn, your father and I have been worried about you. Maybe this big city isn't the best fit for you. But I'm just starting to get comfortable at school. More popular. That's the problem, especially with boys. You know, a few nights ago I had a dream that you died. Mom? The police asked me to come down to the morgue and identify your body. Ugh, sick. It was just a dream. After your close call on the motorcycle, it could have been the real thing. You're lucky to be alive. I already promised Mom no more motorcycles. There's just too much temptation for you in the city. Now, I talked to your grandmother, and we decided it would be best for you to live with her for a while. Mom! Are you kidding? Your grandparents live in Payette. It's a small town, and it will help you settle down and get ready for the next stage in your life. It's for your own good, Dawn. Moving to a new town removed the boys I'd grown attached to in high school, but it didn't change my heart. I still felt a void in my life and craved attention from any guy who would give it to me. I barely graduated high school, and my grandparents insisted that I join the Coast Guard. Wait, so your grandparents thought joining the Coast Guard would help you settle down? <laughs> Funny, right? Some of the guys here are wilder than anyone I knew in high school. Present company excluded, I'm sure. <laughs> It's a bummer we've been assigned to separate locations, Alan. Yeah, Houston seems like such a long way away. Because it is. That's military life for you. But you know what they say, Don. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. While stationed in Houston, Texas, I worked in the office all day and took a different job at night. I didn't need the money so much, but Alan was all the way in another city and I missed his attention. So. I worked in a place where I knew I'd get all the male attention I could handle. When Alan and I were reunited, I had a big surprise for him. I'm pregnant. Really? That's fantastic. And obviously I won't be able to work at the strip club once I start showing. And you shouldn't. We'll make ends meet somehow. Well, I have to tell you, it's not your problem. What do you mean, hon? It's somebody else's baby. It's... Wow. Wow. You, you know, I'm not even surprised, Dawn. You flirt with any guy who looks at you. If you think I'm going to support that kid, you can forget it. You're on your own. In 1991, two days before I turned 21, I gave birth to my first child. 
With no one to support me, I moved back in with my parents. My priority now was to support my new baby, so I took a job working 12-hour weekend shifts for a computer company. There, I met my second husband, Dan. We had four children together. His job let me stay home with the kids, just like my mother stayed home with my sister and me. It finally seemed like my life was falling into place. Then, I gave birth to our fifth child and struggled with depression. I saw a doctor who prescribed antidepressant pills, but my body kept building up a resistance to whatever different combinations I tried. Once again, my loneliness led me down a dark path where things would get demonstrably worse. Folks, we'll get back to Dawn's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now back to the story of Don Dopf. I was grateful to Dan for providing for our financial needs, but I felt lonely when he left for work. When he came back from a long day, he didn't always have the energy to connect with me the way I wanted him to. So I searched for connection elsewhere. Do you like crossword puzzles? Sure. Need help with a clue? What's a three-letter word for snake? Ah, uh, hold on. Um, I know this one. Uh, Adrian, get off the swing and let someone else have a turn. Is that your little boy? Cute. <laughs> He's one of mine. I have five and all. You're kidding. Me too. <laughs> I wondered where all the other mothers were. The two of us filled up this playground all by ourselves. Our children play well together. My name's Kate. Why don't we exchange numbers and meet up again sometime? Kate and I had a lot in common on the surface. We both had big families, and we enjoyed watching our kids play together. But I asked too much of Kate and didn't respect her space. Even though she was patient, she had her limits. Hello? Hi, Kate. It's me. What? I, I said it's me, Dawn. I couldn't hear you over the baby crying. Something must have disturbed her, like a phone ringing at three in the morning. I can't get to sleep, Kate. It always helps to talk to you about it. You always know what to say to calm me down. Dawn, you can't call here at all hours. My family is trying to sleep. Now enough is enough. But it's an emergency. Really? What's the emergency? I'm depressed. I'm sorry, Dawn, but you need to think about others besides yourself. If it's really an emergency, call 911 
Or call that crisis helpline number that's posted at the library. Well, the library's closed, Kate. Okay. Good night, Don. I'll talk to you in the morning. But I need to talk now! You need to reach out to someone else. Please, don't wake us up again. Good night! Don! Leave us alone! Kate was a good friend, but I couldn't seem to respect her boundaries. Eventually, she phased me out of her life. I turned to drinking to fill the void that people couldn't fill. Then, falling back into my old patterns, I grew close to a man who wasn't my husband. I'm tired of sneaking around, Dawn. I know. Look, I want to be with you all the time. Me too, Brennan. But it won't be easy to leave. Dan and I have been together for 16 years. And with all the kids... Ah, uh, what's 16 years compared to a lifetime? You're still young. Hmm, not as young as I used to be. But you could have many good years left. My need for attention overshadowed any sense of good judgment. I left my husband and children for Brennan, an alcoholic who brought out the worst in me. Drinking was the least of his problems. Hello. No, Dawn's not here right now. Yeah, I know this is her cell phone. Uh, Brennan? Who is it, honey? Yeah, well, she didn't want to talk to you. Brennan, who was that? Your ex. Asking about if you want to see his kids again. You're with me now. You should have let me talk to him. <gasps> Did you hear me? You're with me now. Why do you always talk to him when you're with me? My children and ex-husband shunned me, and Brennan's abuse worsened. Believe it or not, I never smoked before meeting Brennan, but the overwhelming stress of living with him made me start smoking. Eventually, the pain grew unbearable. So, one night, feeling no other way out, I gathered up all my anti-anxiety pills and washed them down with a strong drink. Don, you're waking up. Huh? Uh, Kate? I haven't seen you in a long time. I was so worried when I heard about, well, what happened. I, th I thought you'd been seeing a therapist. I am, but nothing seems to work. Kate, I feel so lost. Don't you have anyone you can confide in? <laughs> Just Brennan. Where is he anyway? You haven't heard. Heard what? He got arrested for drunk driving. What are you doing with him anyway? I bet he gave you that black eye, didn't he? Oh, sometimes I hate him. But I keep going back to him. You deserve someone who respects you. There's no one else. Who would have me? First, you need to learn how to respect yourself. Brennan's arrest made it easy to distance myself from him. Still, I felt lonely. I didn't know how to respect myself without getting attached to a boyfriend. For a change of pace, I tried online dating and met Corey. It's a hot rod I've been working on. What do you think? Hey, that's pretty cool. I never had a guy take me to a classic car show before. Most guys have no imagination. I got tired of going to bars to meet girls. Actually, I make my own wine at home. You should try it sometime. Save a lot of money that way. So, do you restore cars for a living? 
That's just a hobby for now. I'm kind of in between jobs. Corey had some growing up to do, but I admired his free spirit. He had more to offer than just attention. I genuinely found him interesting and fun. Most importantly, he didn't try to control me or hurt me like Brennan did. We fell in love and got married and had two children together. Unfortunately, Corey's home-brewed wine lured me back into my patterns of addiction and worse. Be careful, honey. You're swerving over a double line. I got it. Wait, what are you doing? Hot. <laughs> Slowpoke. Dawn, have you been drinking? <laughs> Mom, watch out. <laughs> what are you talking about, honey? Aren't you excited to see your grandma? Turn around, Dawn. Look out where you're going. The day of that drunk driving incident, Christmas of 2016, was the day Corey lost faith in me. The next day, he left me and took our children with him. I spent 28 days at a rehab clinic, sure that I'd never see my babies again. Then, I rented a room in a basement I found in an online ad. I kept thinking about the words my friend Kate said, that I needed to respect myself and not depend on other people. I needed to stop latching onto others and depending on them. But if I couldn't depend on others, then who could I depend on? Desperate for answers, on the first Sunday of February 2019, I stumbled into a local church. Now, most of us have some sense that there's more to life than what the eye can see. And maybe that's why we have trouble trusting in God and instead put our faith in things we can see. I've made that mistake before. Things like money, or even things like drugs and alcohol, which help us feel good for a little while. But when the high fades away, you feel even worse than before, right? Huh, you got that right. It's also common to put your faith in people. Attention from others, whether it's in person or online, on a dating site or on social media, for example, can literally be as addictive as a drug. Nobody's perfect, though. When other people fall short and disappoint you, how can you find the strength to keep going? How can you find self-respect and the motivation to do the right thing? A question I've been asking myself for 30 years. God knows that people aren't perfect. That's why he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to live on the earth as a human being. Jesus understands all the pain that humans go through because he went through it all himself. The Bible says in Hebrews, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. It might seem like God is far away from us, unable to comprehend our struggles. Yet through Jesus Christ, a living, breathing Savior, he shows that he understands. And through Jesus Christ, he gave us a way to be close to him. No matter what you're going through, God understands. The Bible says in Psalms 139, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. 
Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. If God knows all about me, how could he still love me? No matter what you've done, Jesus wants to save you from yourself. He promises you the precious gift of eternal salvation if only you receive him as your savior. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Folks, no matter your struggles, God can set you free. All you need to do is make the decision to serve him, a perfect and loving savior, instead of serving the flawed things of the world that keep holding you down. That evening, in the rain, I sat outside smoking the last cigarette I would ever smoke. I couldn't stop thinking about what I learned in church. I wanted to be changed. I wanted to serve God, not men, not addictions, not myself, God. So, I prayed. Heavenly Father, all this time I've been depending on the things of this world to fix my pain when I should have put my trust in you. I'd rather die than go back to my old patterns of living. I need you in my life to fix me, change me. And I know now that you are the only one who can help. Please forgive me for what I've done in the past. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. The next morning, I had an appointment with my therapist. Dawn, you look different. Almost euphoric, even. I feel euphoric. I woke up a new woman this morning. I always start the day with coffee and cigarettes, but I didn't have any nicotine cravings today. Oh, that's great news. You've struggled with that for so long. Huh, too long. So did anything happen to bring about this change? Yes. I made the most important decision of my life. We always talked about my unhealthy dependence on men. Right. Whenever a man let me down, I latched onto a new man. I couldn't imagine life without a boyfriend or husband. It's been an issue for a long time. Well, last night, I chose to put my trust in Jesus Christ instead. I know my relationship with him will be the most important one in my life from now on. Wow, Dawn. It sounds like your newfound faith is a strong step toward rehabilitation. As you know, it's difficult to break free from addictive patterns. You're moving in the right direction. Actually, it's extraordinary. Praise God. The morning after I received Christ as my Savior, I felt like a new child. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Jesus changed me. So much so that I stopped needing a therapist. Now, my life is far from perfect, but Corey and I are back together, and our children have both their parents again. I do still have a strained relationship with my older children, but I can't change the past. I can only look forward to a steady, bright future now that Jesus Christ is in my life. 
Dawn tried for years to fix her life. But change didn't happen until she sought Christ. He can change your life too, listening friend. Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you tired of trying to change your life on your own? Do you yearn for a new start and a better life? And if so, are you ready to receive a new life in Christ? If you've never put your faith in Christ, why not do so now? Your new life can start even today. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in making this crucial decision, get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And it's John 1.29, which proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's wonderful, isn't it? Well, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch. Sawn? Is that a word? Well, it is now. Or log, and cut into such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And the bark around this one, well, it's gorgeous. This plaque has been handcrafted around the the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. Now, if you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we're only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced June 27th. But the deadline for entry is June 11th. We look forward to hearing from you.
And next time... You notice if Tom's in his bed? Yep. Why? Doubt he's asleep. He's so angry at Miss Blake accusing him of stealing. Doubt that boy will still be here by morning. Maybe he'll stay. Like the time I forbid him to take his roller skates to school and, in a fit, he ran 12 miles across the prairie to my brothers? Maybe he'll forgive her. Tom's too bullheaded for that. Tom found running away may not be the easiest way out of a situation, but it sure was the fastest. Anything else is better than school. Surely you can hang on a couple more years. Nope. All right, if your mind's made up. It is. But if you're not going to school, I'm not supporting you. I figured. You're strictly on your own. That's all right, I'll fend for myself. The man in our story experienced providence, even though he didn't believe it existed. I don't know this God you're talking about, and you know what? I don't want to know him. Don't miss the classic true story of Tom Knox, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Dawn Doff were Amanda Markeski, Mara Kate Burns, Michael Wallner, Chaz Campbell, Evan Armacost, and Mike Rogalski. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Michael Wallner. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Chrissy Spallone. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>